This morning, I would like to ask you to think with me about a major distinctive in the life of Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College. Southwestern is distinctive in several ways. It's one of the truly comprehensive institutions of theological education in the country today with a large, beautiful campus as well as online and non-traditional programs. We have academic offerings ranging from certificate and undergraduate to research doctoral programs stretched across five different schools. But this morning, I want to talk about one core distinctive, one major aspect of the Southwestern community that we hope to see emphasized more and more in the days to come. At the beginning of the book of Philippians, we read these words, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the conclusion of this book, chapter 4, verse 23, we hear these words, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. These verses provide bookends of grace for this wonderful letter, which will serve as a centerpiece for our chapel experience during the spring semester. If I were to ask you this morning what one word best symbolizes the Christian faith, you might say love, redemption, reconciliation, faith, forgiveness, hope, or you may have another recommendation. All of these are wonderful choices, but I would suggest that grace is the best word to capture the essence of the Christian faith. Martin Luther said, grace is God's middle name. 250 years ago, John Newton wrote the great hymn, Amazing Grace, to tell us the sweet sound of God's divine favor. And When John Bunyan, the author of the classic Pilgrim's Progress, wrote his own spiritual autobiography, he titled it along this great theme, Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. All of us this morning who have experienced grace can also celebrate God's marvelous, infinite, matchless grace about which we have sung. For we experience grace as pardon, as acceptance, as joy and peace, as transformation and hope. There is a close connection between God's gracious activity and God's own character and being. The Apostle Paul, who began and ended his letter to the Philippians with the theme of grace elsewhere in his letter to the Ephesians, proclaimed his profound appreciation for the riches of God's grace in Christ, which should result in the praise of the glory of his grace. Essentially, then, to praise his glorious grace is to praise God. Thus, we cannot imagine a grace-filled community that is not a God-filled community. Our dream for Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College is for this community to be characterized by and filled with grace, acknowledging our deep and daily dependence on God while also recognizing God as the source and motivation for our worship and service of Him. In the new institutional plan, which many of us have been working on for several months, that will be presented to the Southwestern Board of Trustees later this spring, we hear these words. 
as a Baptist and evangelical institution, we will seek to build a grace-filled community which emphasizes love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as virtues needed to create a caring Christian context where quality theological education grounded in biblical and confessional convictions can be offered. This plan also proposes six core values to shape and inform those of us who are part of the Southwestern community. All of us here, whether you're in the School of Theology, the Terry School, the Fish School, the School of Church Music, Texas Baptist College, one of the five schools, all degree programs, all delivery systems, share these core values together. That we are grace-filled, christ Centered, scripturally grounded, confessionally guided, student-focused, and globally engaged. In the days ahead, we want to talk more about each one of these. But this morning, our focus is on the first of these core values. So please join me as we reflect on what it means to teach, learn, and serve in a grace-filled community. Grace is an overarching term for all of God's gifts to those created in his image and the blessings of salvation as well as the events which are manifested through God's own self-giving. Grace is a divine attribute revealing the very heart of the triune God, the source of all spiritual blessings. By grace, God freely moves toward us to offer reconciling forgiveness, granting us sonship and daughterhood in the family of God. Grace flows from the Father's goodwill as it has become mediated to us through the obedient life and the sacrificial death of the Son whose mission is completed and granted to us through the Holy Spirit. Grace, then, is the divine favor offered to those who neither inherently deserve it or can ever hope to earn it. Or in the classic words of B.B. Warfield, grace is God's divine favor to the ill-deserving. It is the divine disposition to work in our hearts, our wills, and actions so as to actively communicate God's self-love for humanity. Grace is not a transaction where God does his part and we come along and do ours. Rather, grace is a marvelous gift of new life that cannot be earned. Such is the message of the Apostle Paul, as well as John, Peter, Luke, and other New Testament writers and their children and grandchildren, like Augustine, Martin Luther, John and Charles Wesley, William Carey, Charles Spurgeon, Lottie Moon, Charles Octavius Booth, Luke Arambi, Luis Palau. Billy Kim, and on and on the list could go. Grace comes to us not because we are good, but because God is good. Some may misconstrue this wonderful news by suggesting that the continuance of sin in the Christian life is not a problem at all, since grace is so abundant. Apparently, upon initially hearing this magnanimous message of grace, those at Rome in the first century similarly encouraged such wrong-headed thinking to which the Apostle Paul in Romans 6 vigorously responded by saying, no, 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 may it never be away with such a notion. He went on to say that those who have died to sin cannot continue to live in it. While works have no place, no place in our coming to faith in Christ, 
good works are to function as the centerpiece of a life of gratitude for those who have experienced this divine gift. Thus, grace-motivated good work should be the centerpiece of this community as a grace-filled one that seeks to honor God. Grace is a gift to bring release from our bondage to sin, bringing about freedom for living a life of responsibility that is invested in the lives of others. Teaching, learning, and serving in a grace-filled community does not, however, mean that we have the right to think, believe, or articulate anything that we choose. A community that is unable to define essential, confessional, and ethical commitments is not a grace-filled community at all. In fact, it's a community on the verge of losing its very soul. Being grace-filled and developing a context of mutual accountability are certainly not in conflict. Our dream is for Southwestern to be a grace-filled community that is not only Baptist by heritage and tradition, but one that is such by commitment and conviction. We will not go astray if we remember that our life in Christ is always grounded in grace. And grace is always grounded in God's ultimate revelation of himself in the living word, Jesus Christ, and in his written word, the Bible. A grace-filled community celebrates freedom to teach responsibly, to learn thoughtfully, to serve one another faithfully within community, giving deference to one another by thinking of others as more important than ourselves. For us, our understanding of this grace-filled community must be informed by our commitment to congregationalism, to the priesthood of the believers, and to our understanding of spiritual gifts. With God's help, I am confident that the Southwestern community and Texas Baptist College can do better than what we see in academic institutions all across this country who have abandoned grace and bought into a gradual adaptation to other values which bring about an assimilation of Christianity into a despairing post-modernity and leading to the rise of secularism, the rise of the nuns and the nonverts all across the Western Hemisphere. We can do better than this. For we believe that grace enters deeply into the sphere of personal choices to meet and redeem ordinary struggling people like you and like me. Grace not only illuminates God's word leading to biblical convictions, but grace also strengthens relationships, friendships. It fosters truth-telling and the building of community as well as enabling our teaching and our learning together. In this regard, we celebrate God's grace, which has sustained the faithful labors of the Southwestern community for 115 years. Already this morning, we have celebrated the wonderful truth of the communion of saints by singing about those faithful ones from whom their labors rest, those upon whose shoulders we stand on this day as we seek to carry forth and extend their labors for this generation and the next. So let us pray that the Southwestern community will manifest our commitment to being grace-filled by not only receiving grace, but by modeling it, by showing it, and by sharing it. Indeed, let us seek to share this grace with a lost and broken world following the pathways of those who've gone before us on this campus like Dr. Malcolm McDowell. We celebrate this grace which opens 
us to the things of God and to the truth of his word. It is in this educational context in which we live and serve that grace illumines our minds, strengthens our wills while guiding our emotions and our senses. When we ignore grace or remove it from our teaching, our learning, our service, we become inhibitors of grace. When we do so, we fail to live up to our Christ-centered claims. For the Apostle John in the fourth gospel describes Jesus as full of grace and truth and speaks of Christ's followers receiving grace upon grace from which the fullness of God's grace. So our desire on this day and in the days to come is for the Southwestern community to display the characteristics of being grace-filled in all aspects of our lives, in our teaching, in our learning, in our service. Coming grace inhibitors takes place when we settle for something else, for external conformity, nullifying God's will by conforming to arbitrary standards, which can happen to any of us if we're not intentional about prioritizing our grace-filled commitments. So we gladly affirm today our unapologetic desire for this community to be a convictional, confessional Christian community, particularly informed by the triune God's manifestation of himself, the authority of the creator God in and through inspired scripture, the lordship of Jesus Christ in and through the cross and the enablement of the Holy Spirit in and through his manifold life-giving ministries. This means the convictions on which a grace-filled community is built will focus on the Word, the cross, and the Spirit. Members of a grace-filled community joyfully affirm the full truthfulness and the inspiration of Scripture, acknowledging its divine human authorship, articulating its inerrancy, recognizing its sufficiency, and desiring to obey its authority. Clearly distinguishing between confessional essentials, which cannot be compromised, and the adiaphora of the Christian faith is not always easy. Several matters beyond those truths which we've identified are important for us to maintain our denominational distinctives, things which are vital to the Southwestern community, vital to the work of Texas Baptist College. Yet we'll seek to clarify those things which are essential to the Christian faith and those things which faithfully represent our Baptist convictions, recognize the importance of both in a Southwestern tradition the place of both as we envision a blessed and preferred future for this place. It is in this context and in faithfulness to those who have gone before us that we gladly welcome Calvinist, Amaraldians, Calminians, and modified Arminians. We also open the door to premillennialists and amillennialists and even postmillennialists in the tradition of our founder as well, while recognizing that Dr. Carroll has been corrected in his remedial eschatology class in heaven, now we're all premillennials indeed. <laughs> when godly men and women after prayer, study, and reflection disagree on these issues and others like worship practices, the relationship of church and state, the application of spiritual gifts and other complex matters, we need to give room for freedom, for exploration while unapologetically standing firm for Christian orthodoxy and unashamedly articulating our Baptist distinctives, which are clearly stated in the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. 
Still, we recognize that a grace-filled community requires more than an orthodox confession. As important, essential, and foundational as this is, for participation in a grace-filled community reaches beyond belief to behavior, to relationships, to colleagueship, to our shared life and service together. It brings with it multifaceted challenges to live and serve accordingly. Legalism is one of the great inhibitors of grace-shaped freedom. We should not, however, think that rules and policies are in themselves legalism, though at times they sadly can be enforced with a legalistic spirit. Unrestricted liberty is license. Wrongly restricted liberty is legalism. Rightly restricted liberty for the good of others and for the sake of our community as a whole is love. We'll never give ourselves permission to hide behind grace as a cover for disobedience or slothfulness. On the contrary, with the Apostle Paul, we'll present ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. Enemies of a grace-filled community include prayerlessness, complacency, self-satisfaction, self-sufficiency, stagnancy, incompetence, territorialism, turfism, and inattention to the care of others. The fruit of the Spirit, about which we've affirmed in our responsive reading led by Dr. Stovall this morning, identifies the qualities of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control as virtues to be emulated and prioritized in a grace-filled community. Living, learning, and serving in a grace-filled community means that while we share a common mission, a common identity, a common vision, a common purpose, and common values, we are not cookie cutters in our actions, in our personalities, in our styles, in our communication patterns, in the living out of grace in this place on a day-to-day basis. Grace-filled characteristics then must be intentionally prioritized, resulting in increased cooperation and collaboration across this campus, across the traditional lines of faculty, staff, and students, across all five schools as well. A grace-filled institution prompts enhanced engagement, commitment, participation, and initiative in all of our teaching, our learning, and our service. Grace values the dignity of individuals. Grace supports, encourages, and seeks to build up. It isn't suspicious. It doesn't smother. It doesn't tear down. Grace encourages prudence and wisdom while seeing gossip, rumor-mongering, innuendo, and conspiracy theories as major detriments to grace-filled living. Grace then frees us not to judge others because often we do not know all the facts and seldom, if ever, do we truly know motives. Generally, we have a blurred perspective due to our own inconsistencies and imperfections. Thus, those who teach, learn, and serve in the Southwestern community will choose to think the best of one another until there is clear evidence to do otherwise. Grace enables us then to honor one another through our words and our actions, celebrating the success of others. Thus, a grace-filled community will seek to encourage intellectual humility, 
while developing a context in which each person will experience the joy of making a significant contribution to this place, whether in teaching or learning, scholarship, performance, service, pursuing God-honoring excellence without arrogance. As those who have received grace will seek to show and share grace in the classroom, in the meeting room, in the dorm room, in the boardroom, the workplace, in all aspects of campus life. People in a grace-filled community will seek to value the worth and dignity of fellow image bearers, encouraging joyful collaboration in the shared work to which we've all been called. Grace enables us to seek to get along well with those within this community, with those across the SBC, with those in other traditions, and with the Baptists all across the state of Texas, representing B.H. Carroll's often strained, fragmented, and dysfunctional family. Moreover, we'll help to shape a culture at Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College characterized by joy, respect, gratitude, meekness, gentleness, patience, generosity, and liberality. We long to see colleagues delight in serving together genuinely appreciating and honoring one another, desiring to work and serve well together, making others' conditions their own so as to rejoice together and weep together, to serve together, to suffer together, and celebrate together. Hopefully in days to come, people will observe the Southwestern community and say, see how they love one another. Grace enables us to offer forgiveness when we've been wronged and to claim responsibility and to seek forgiveness when we have wronged others. A grace-filled context gives us freedom to learn from our mistakes, to differ respectfully on those theological, hermeneutical, and ethical issues not clearly affirmed in the Baptist faith and message while still maintaining respect and open communication for one another resulting in a revitalized sense of trust, a renewed appreciation for our shared convictions and tradition, providing for all of us, students, staff, faculty, administrators, and board members, a refreshing sense of belonging, an uncommon unity in an age of division. Ultimately, the grace that has been lavished upon us prompts us to prioritize the worship and service of God our gracious and majestic God, in all that we do, recognizing our total prayerful dependence on God each and every day, seeking the Lord's gracious favor to rest upon the work of our hands. Thus, together, we lift our voices in response to this grace, saying, thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. So today... We offer thanksgiving because God has graced this community with a marvelously gifted faculty, a caring and committed staff, a student body that is eager to learn, a responsible group of trustees, and he's given us all a great grace-filled work to do. So let us begin today to celebrate grace anew at Southwestern Seminary and Texas Baptist College. And as we celebrate God's gift to us, let us unapologetically confess the faith once for all delivered to the saints while unashamedly affirming our Baptist distinctive.
students. So let us, at the beginning of this new semester, commit ourselves to living out across this campus the implications of being a grace-filled, Christ-centered, scripturally grounded, confessionally guided, student-focused, and globally engaged community as together we take a bold step toward building a maturing, collegial, learning community shaped by, filled by, God's astounding, abounding, and amazing grace. Amen.